Welcome to Brain Pain, where we explore the vast world of psychology. I'm your host, John, and it's important at the beginning that I tell you that I'm not a psychologist, nor am I a therapist, or a counselor, or any of those things. I do hold a master's in psychology, and I am currently pursuing a doctoral degree in psychology, specifically the PsyD, uh, which is spelled P-S-Y, and they give you a dash and then a D. And that is a degree that is designed for individuals who do want to become psychologists or therapists. That is my goal, to become a psychologist, so that I can eventually work with combat veterans and foster children, as they both have exceptionally high rates of PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm going to start off with a little introduction of my history and who I am, and I will probably post this at the same time that post my first, quote, real podcast. Uh, this will just be so that anyone listening can get to know me a little bit. I was born in Akron, Ohio in 1968, moved all over the place as a family. I am one of four children, the youngest being 13 years younger than me. So we moved all over Ohio. We moved to Georgia, we moved to Alabama, and eventually Michigan. Every one of my siblings was born in a separate state. Um, so we have one from Ohio, one from Georgia, one from Alabama, and then one in Michigan. I went to high school in Sandusky, Michigan. And once I completed high school, I joined the Navy Reserves to help get money for college. However, after I joined and went through boot camp, they changed the rules, and I was going to have to go to an additional school to get my money for college. <laughs> so I went to Central Michigan uh, long enough to realize I was going to rack up a lot of debt for a music degree, which there's nothing wrong with a music degree. The problem was that everyone who had a music degree was a teacher. There were some that were able to perform in like the Philharmonic orchestras and the local orchestras and such, but neither of those lives really appealed to me. I just loved music. So I dropped out. I still was in the Naval Reserve. I went home uh, to what was then Battle Creek, Michigan. I worked in a chicken plant. We did not slaughter, but we processed. And I drove a forklift, and I did that for about a year when I realized my life had to have something more than being a fork truck driver. For me, it just wasn't going to work. There were a lot of people that worked in that plant, really good people, that just, they were happy with where they were at, or they were settled where they were at. If they weren't happy, it was just their choice to settle there and pay their bills and get by. And, um, and that was their choice. It wasn't something I could do. So I transferred to full-time Navy, which was a lot more of a challenge than one might think. The program I'd gone into the reserves under was a very special program. It was a pilot program. So I had to actually get dismissed from that to get to go active duty. During my active duty, I switched uh, rates. I went from an intelligence specialist to a electronics type called fire control, which meant you controlled where the, um, where the weapons were firing. I ended up on a defensive missile system. It was a system that uh, the NATO Sea Sparrow system. I ended up going to the Gulf War. Now, for most people, I just say I went to the Gulf War. But for you, I'm going to tell you it was the second half of the Gulf War that a lot of people forget about, which was Southern Watch. It was when we were still running interdiction operations to make sure that only humanitarian aid was going to Iraq. 
Saddam Hussein decided to try and evade, evade Kuwait a second time. I was part of all that. It was some really, really uh, great guys. On my ship, we had a lot, a lot of good men. And uh, even the ones I didn't like, which weren't very many, they were stand-up guys. We just had disagreements. <laughs> so then I got out of the Navy, and I tried my hand at industrial electronic sales. Man, that was a dirty world. I really did not lie well enough to succeed in that world, uh, and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the guy I would have to be to succeed there. To be honest, there were all kinds of really shady dealings going on behind the scenes, and I just I wanted to be an upfront guy who could do my job with an honest, open approach, and that wasn't happening at the time when I was doing sales in Cincinnati. Now, there's a lot of in industry there. So there was a lot of money being spent on the things that we sold, which were pumps and electrical interfaces and motors and, and just lots of stuff that kept a factory running. And so these multi-million dollar contracts, the people in charge of them sometimes expected some benefits that I just wasn't willing to arrange or pay for. So failed at that, uh, which is actually a great thing because then I went and I was unemployed for about a whole weekend Actually, I think I was unemployed for two days. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. I flew down Monday um, at the recommendation of a friend who was working in electronics in the medical field, and I got a job. Now, my first job was chasing lithotripters. Lithotripsy is where they break up kidney stones with shockwaves, and I fixed those for several years and was able to move from solely that into um, diagnostic imaging, which is X-ray, CT, MR, nuclear medicine cameras. And I did that for 20-some years at various hospitals and third parties and, company rep and companies that manufactured x-ray. And I did all that for many years until I landed uh, in management after completing my first degree, which was in health and human services management. I got that from Wilberforce University. Some people find kind of interesting, as I am uh, extremely Caucasian. It's the oldest historically black college in the United States. I went to that college because they had a great management program, and it was the right price, and it was in my backyard, and I'll tell you what, it was a great experience. I am really, really proud to have attended Wilberforce. The people there are great. The instruction uh, really helped with uh, my future career. So then I went into management and managed clinical engineering, which takes care of all the medical equipment in a hospital. Uh, for uh, Catholic Health Initiatives, which is a phenomenal company. They really, really believe in core values such as integrity. Well, actually, it's reverence, it's integrity, it's compassion, and it's excellence. Those are the four core values, and they are serious about them. Every aspect, from the, from the lowest to the highest person in that organization, which is now part of Common Spirit, and it looks like some wonderful things are going to happen with that. But I may talk about that later, but maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> um so I've been a director of clinical engineering. I went into uh, Cincinnati and I uh, was working in Cincinnati. I got the opportunity then to come to Houston, Texas, where I am now. I've been here for a year and a year and eight months. While I was in Cincinnati, I completed my master's in psychology and then moved to Texas for this opportunity. And so now I'm pursuing my PsyD and I'm having a podcast to talk about all the interesting things that I get to think about and study and go through as I pursue my doctoral degree. Um, the end goal is to become a psychologist and work with 
foster children and with combat veterans, as I have noticed that through coincidence, I just happened to see that they have they both have very high rates of PTSD. I was doing some research on various things and just happened to run across foster children and combat veterans. The levels of PTSD are just they're stunning. So I thought that might be something I can give back to as I go into retirement. I'm one of those guys that if I retire and I don't have something to do, I'll, I'll probably die six months later. Uh, I want to make sure I have something that I can do uh, into old age. And I'm sure even if I retire, retire, really retire, I'll have some project. Back to psychology. The whole purpose of this, this podcast originally, the concept of it, is so that as I study and as I go through my doctoral degree, I'll have the opportunity to talk through some of the subjects and some of the ideas and some of the interesting things that I have, and I can share it with people that maybe don't really want to go get a psychology degree, but are very interested in psychology. I, I think that everyone at some level is interested in how at least their own brain works and what drives their behavior. Uh, this has been a fascination of mine that really started with anthropology. When I was young, I was really interested in anthropology. I'm talking between the ages of 5 and probably 15. I really was into it. My grandmother, uh, on my mother's side, uh, she would clip paper clippings for me to uh, read about different archaeological discoveries and, and anthropology articles that had to do with ancient races or what they found. And so it started there with these ancient groups of people, and they did these things that didn't seem to make sense. I often wondered what drove people to do the things they did. What drove them to have the religions they did or the beliefs they did or the rituals that they had. And this would all tie into psychology eventually when I started to break it down and get a little older and see that these communities are actually interactions between a bunch of individuals and the complexity of it uh, fascinated me. So eventually it led me to psychology and wanting to study it in general uh, I've read psychology for years and years and years and years. Uh, that's where it started for me. If you look at the actual history of psychology, it really started in philosophy. Philosophy, uh, which I'll go into, I'm sure I'll go to that in a whole podcast. Philosophy was how, how people think. Um, how do you think about things? How do you conceive of things? Which naturally broke off into what makes you think these things, what makes you behave the way you do, and create the things that you create within your brain. So we'll get into psychology in depth uh, in the future podcasts, uh, breaking down different subjects, possibly different figures. I'm kind of thinking that Sigmund Freud needs some attention. But yeah, we'll break down psychology. We'll break down aspects of psychology, the things that surround psychology. Uh, talk about a few things that maybe don't have definite answers or maybe not objective answers. Uh, they may have an absolute answer for you or I might believe something very specific, but there are a couple things that may just may not be objective. So I look forward to, um, to taking this journey and I hope you'll come along with me and I, I want to say thank you for being here and uh, rock on. <laughs>